I have good news and bad news. You're going to have to figure out which is which. Kanye and his Sunday services and Beto dropping out. (laughs) One makes me weep. The other one makes me weep for joy. You're just going to have to figure out which is which. We go there in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So um, we're going to get to Beto here in a second because the morning is, I mean, this this morning spelled with a U. We're all in mourning for Beto. Mm. So much promise, so much talent, so much bullcrap, and it's all gone. All gone. We lost him, Pat. I know. It hurts. It does. It Deep, hurts. Deeply, doesn't it? Yes. It's like a scar that will never heal. Never. Oh, wait a minute. Mine just healed. Wow. Wow. Okay. Huh. You know what it might be? You know what it might be? What Con- might it be? Kanye. Kanye. Healing the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Could be. Could be. I huh. want to say something to you sincerely. Have you been watching what's happening with his Sunday services? Not closely. Not <laughs> Maybe not as closely as I should be. Sure, you know. Sure. Are you? Uh, have you? Have you listened to his new, his new album? His new album, Jesus is King. Yes. I, I've been trying to get to it, <laughs> but um, right. There's just been so many albums in front of it. Really? That, like, yeah. What could possibly be in oh, front of that? Gosh, uh, the Chipmunks' greatest <laughs> hits. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's out. Yeah, that's out. I, out. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah that's out. So, uh, uh, so I listened to it, and um, <laughs> now this may come as a shock to many in the audience, but I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly down with rap. Stop it. Yes. Yes, I'm not. Stop I'm it. I'm not. I don't even like Christmas wrapping. I don't do it. <laughs> I don't do it. Um, so huh. I, so I, I, I decided to listen to the, uh, uh, to the album, and I have to tell you, uh, surprisingly, terrific. I still don't like it. I, <laughs> what? I still that is don't surprising. Like it. Yeah, that's still, in fact that's shocking. Yeah, to me. still don't like it. Still huh. don't like it. Uh, but I want to play something for you. I just want to okay. play. I just want you to listen to this now. Do not, if you're not a fan of rap, which I'm not, uh-huh. try really hard not to just go, "Wow, I hate that." Just okay. Listen to the words here for a second. Go ahead, play this. Jesus, float through us. Jesus, heal the bruises. Jesus, click the music. Jesus, please use us. Jesus, please help. Jesus, please heal. Jesus, please forgive. Jesus, please reveal. Jesus, give us strength. Jesus, make us well. Jesus, help us live. Jesus, give us wealth. Jesus is our safe. Jesus is our rock. Jesus, give us grace. Jesus, keep us safe. Clean us like the rain in spring. Take the chlorine out of conversation. Okay. Mm. Uh, mm. Wow. Now, I think Pat and I are going to go in a different direction here. <laughs> so go ahead, Pat. Well, I was just going to say that I need to... Pink fork in the road I need to right spend now. some time with that. You know, like Dark Side of the Moon with Pink yeah, Floyd. Like yeah. we, we used to listen to that. Yeah. And, and yeah. just really try to get into the deep, subtle nuances of that, right. of that album. Right. And See, I think I don't it's think, the same here. Right. I don't think there's anything <laughs> subtle here. <laughs> I don't think there's don't anything think so? subtle here. Huh. No, no. I think this huh. culturally is like a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, dare I say it? 
I think the awakening is here. I think the third great awakening is here. The third grade awakening? Great. Because, oh, Three, okay, because I thought the great. lyrics were kind of like maybe a third grade level, but right. no. No, you're saying great. Wow. Wow. Okay. wow. All right, no. Wow. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 I asked you not to, you know, judge. You did. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. asking you. <laughs> This is Kim Kardashian's husband. Right, that's true. Who is yes. saying, Jesus, help us. Jesus, heal us. Yeah. Jesus, change our conversation. Clean our words like chlorine. Jesus, help us. Um, mm. This could be a big deal. Um, I think, I th- A, I think it's real. I, oh, I do too. I think I it's too. absolutely real. Yeah. Uh, and l- let me give you. Let me give you this. This is building. Uh, over a thousand uh, committed their lives to Christ on Kanye West Sunday service in Baton Rouge. Now listen to this. Uh, tonight I got to experience Kanye West Sunday service at Bethany Church in Brett Baton Rouge. If you ever doubted the legitimacy or spiritual impact of this Sunday service project, simply look to this incredible shot taken, uh, blah, 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 during the altar call. Yes, I said altar call. Tonight, worship was lifted in the name of Christ was exalted. The word of God was preached and the multitude prayed together. The gospel was clearly proclaimed and an opportunity to respond was given in a crowd of 6,000 people from all walks of life, ages, and races. I witnessed over 1,000 people respond to the gospel by raising their hands to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Say what you want and think what you want, but trust me when I tell you the spirit of the living God was indeed present. We danced, we wept, we stood in awe of God's redemptive work, and I can honestly say tonight that I witnessed a new wave of revival firsthand. Isaiah, behold, I do a new thing. Corinthians, but God chose the the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. I think this is the beginning. There is a, there, there is, and I'm seeing it everywhere. I was in Salt Lake City this weekend and I, I was uh, out for their fundraiser uh, for OUR, Operation Underground Railroad. They've just saved their 3,000th slave. Um, and it, it is picking up exponentially. I think they saved 1,100 slaves this year. Um, and there was a feeling in that room that was, was unlike anything I have felt in a while. Um, we are working on something that I hope to be able to announce in the next four weeks or so before Christmas. I really want to announce it um, where we're going to do this thing this summer, but it is uh, restoring the covenant. And we're looking to put it at a place that has deep and profound meaning in the country. And uh, we just have to lock it in here in the next couple of weeks. But we are a covenant nation and until we turn back to him and say, okay, sorry, sorry, help heal us and help put us back on the right track. But this is the beginning. You remember, Pat, uh, because both of us 
hated the 60s. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hated the 60s music uh, mm-hmm. f- for the most part because it was all hippie crap. Um, however, there was a moment that the Beatles, I think, really kind of hit first um, where it was about love and, and real love. And then it turned to Jesus. And there was this Jesus moment in the 19, early 1970s, late 1960s. 1969 was the breaking point, And it happened at Altamont. And the left and this progressive evil that was sweeping the, the world, not just America, sweeping the world, they hit Altamont. And that was just a night of death and destruction and lo and behold in San Francisco. And it just fell apart from there. People repelled from it. And there was this Jesus movement that started. And you'll remember some of the songs from the, uh, from the 1970s because Jesus became a thing again. But it wasn't a church Jesus. It was just Jesus and it healed us for a little while and kind of put us back on the track of recovery. I think it's happening now, and I think Kanye is leading the way. Mm. And if that isn't, if that's what, you know, people were saying, you know, about um, uh, Donald Trump, that, you know, he was going to be used by the Lord. I think, you know, the Lord uses everything, good and bad. There is no waste with him. However, I think what you're seeing with Kanye, where he was kind of a broken man. I mean, he was snapped in half, and now he's walked away from He says he's not going to perform any of his old music ever again. Oh, wow. I hadn't heard him say that. Oh, yeah. He just said it, I think, this weekend or, or last week. Wow. He said, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to perform any of my old music ever again. That's really something. That is remarkable. That's remarkable. Here's a guy who is walking away from all of the stuff. Because if you listen to any of his old music, it's filthy. It's just filthy. Look at the good this guy is doing now. We've been waiting for it. And it maybe this isn't it. But it sure looks like the beginning of the Third Great Awakening. Did you see that? Um, did you see that uh, he did his Sunday service worship this Sunday in Cody, Wyoming, uh, at the Buffalo Bill Center? Now, my, I have family that lives in Cody, Wyoming. There's about three people that live in Cody, Cody, Wyoming. They had four thousand people show up uh, this weekend for his Sunday service. Let me go to Jennifer in Ohio. Hello, Jennifer. Hello. Hi. How are you? Oh, my goodness, Mr. Beck, you have no idea. This is almost like a bucket list moment for me to talk <laughs> to my hero. You need a bigger you have bucket. no idea Thank how you. much of an impact you have made on our family wow. in Ohio. So Thank you. Thank massive, you. massive. Um, I'm, I'm just calling in. I'm, I, we had Kanye come to Dayton, Ohio, after Oregon, um, the Oregon district shootings in August. And I've never been an, a listener to Kanye. I've never... Um, you know, bought any of his albums. It was absolutely one of the most amazing 
things that we had ever witnessed. It was unbelievable. The spirit Mm. in the crowd, the um, energy um, throughout, no profanities, children everywhere. But it was a, a, a moment of unity, more so than the Dave Chappelle concert that was held that evening. And um, anyway, it, 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 was, it was astonishing to me. I, I never would have ever anticipated yeah, having it, that kind of a response. It is amazing because it's bringing groups of people together that society is saying don't belong together. You shouldn't stand together. You know, it's being bringing, you know, all races together, all incomes together. And uh, and it's it's God. It's really, truly God that is uh, at the center of it, which is phenomenal. Just phenomenal. I'm glad you experienced it, Jennifer. And thank you so much for for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. And then at the same time, we lose Beto. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a confusing time. What do we? <laughs> what do you make really of it? What do I you don't, make of it? Uh, <clears throat> wow. You know, when you see God stand up and then mm-hmm. and then Beto and you're like, wait, mm-hmm. where there is no God, maybe <laughs> Beto drops out. I mean, I couldn't be happier about Beto. About Beto yeah, being gone. Yeah. 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 I couldn't be happy. Well, I mean, I would have been happier if he would, if the Democrats were like, oh, he's the guy. That would have actually made me happy. Yes. Because <laughs> that guy would be easy, really super, super easy to beat. I don't think I've ever seen such an empty suit go so far. He has, he doesn't have anything he believes in. He doesn't believe in anything. Yeah. And he just got as, as extreme as he possibly could, I think, to get some kind of momentum back. And it, it didn't give him any momentum back because Americans aren't okay with you saying, hell yes, I'm going to take your AR-15 from you. That's not okay. I think even with a lot of Democrats, that's not okay. We still believe in the Second Amendment. So you're not going to, no, you're not going to take our, our guns from is us. Is it that or is it they just know that he was just pandering and didn't believe anything? Could be a little of both. Yeah. Because yeah. I just, I there's... I mean, he started his campaign with the most unbelievable statement I've ever heard. Tell me who you want me to be, because I'll be who you need me to be. Yeah, that. What? And the uh, I was born to do this kind of thing, I think, turned a lot of people off. I was born to do this? I was born to do this. Well, Hillary just said that she feels that. She, is, she was born to be she president. She was born to be president. Yeah. They're Did, both fr- kind of frightening. Is the, <laughs> both kind of frightening. How do you think it will work out a second time? With Hillary? I mean, yeah. It actually be the third. Again. This would be the third time. What do you mean? If she jumps into the race. Is no, no, no. About? I mean, actually running. If I mean, I, I mean, she's the candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So her against Trump a second time. It works less than it did the first time. Her against Trump. I, she gets crushed, I think. I mean, I, I, the, it would be amazing to hear the Democrats all of a sudden turn back towards her. After they've trashed her and trashed her, now they're going to turn back towards her? That's insane. Well, there was just a poll She's done over the weekend. Biden. She, she's almost tied with him right now, depending on what poll you look at. One I saw... Had Biden at eight at nineteen, she was at eighteen. If she were to get into the race right now, 
I, that's amazing, considering uh, she kind of wore out her welcome last time. Now you're going to welcome her back? And I think it's because the field is so bad. These are such crappy candidates. Where else do they have to turn? Did you see, uh, what's his name, the um, uh, Woody Allen's? stepson mia farrow's yeah ronan farrow ronan farrow mm-hmm. did you see what he said he was on joe rogan maybe and he said yeah i think it's time we go and really listen to juanita broderick because she had oh wow she that's a credible Hello? accusation of rape and i think we oh, wow. need to it's time to look in now it's only time to look into her because those people who you know because we don't like Hillary anymore. We don't like Hillary anymore. So they want to make sure that she's not drum, you know, running in. Because he was talking about going after uh, him and all those that excused him. So in other words, going after him mm-hmm. and Hillary mm-hmm. to make sure that they don't run. But I thought that was fascinating. That we're, we're actually seeing a world where they are having to pay for their sins. Pretty amazing. Because that doesn't usually happen with Democrats. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. It doesn't. But I think that thing is coming around. I also, have you noticed that this, the, the, what we revealed on the chalkboard is now starting to take root around and people are starting to talk about it and they're, they're starting to investigate different parts of it. Mm-hmm. I think that is also going to turn around on them. I think the Democrats are actually going to have to pay for it. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah, we have more on that coming up in just a second. By the way, if you missed uh, last week's special, you'll be able to watch it uh, all this week on Blaze TV. Just go to blazetv.com, blazetv.com, uh, slash Glenn, and use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks right now on your year subscription at blazetv.com, slash Glenn. It is, um, it's remarkable what is happening. Uh, I don't think I'd be the first, um, but perhaps, perhaps we are. This is the beginning of the third great awakening. It is finally here. The seeds have been planted for a long time and people have been waiting for the third great awakening. And I think Kanye West is the signal. I think that is, you know. You know how in Ghostbusters they had the gatekeeper and the key master? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's the gatekeeper or the key master, but Kanye is one of the two. Uh, and, uh, you know, and Gozer will come and there will be a great signal in the sky. Mm-hmm. And I think that's his Sunday services. I think that's what's happening. And it's happened before. Now, remember, Time Magazine in 1966 ran the cover, Is God Dead?, And they had all kinds of evidence that God was dead. But in 1971, in fact, it was, when was it? Uh, June 21st, 1971, they ran the cover, The Jesus Revolution. Uh, Now listen to this. Wow, that's a big change. Huge change. In five years. Now listen to this. Jesus, this is Time Magazine. Jesus is alive and well and living in the radical spiritual fervor of a growing number of young Americans who have proclaimed an extraordinary religious revolution in his name. Their message, the Bible is true. 
Miracles happen. Mm. God really did love the world he gave his only begotten son. In 1966, Beatle John Lennon casually remarked that the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. But now the Beatles are shattered. George Harrison is singing My Sweet Lord. And the new young followers of Jesus listen to Harrison, but they turn on only to the words of their master. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. This is Time magazine. Five years after they said, God is dead. Wow. And that's kind of sparked by, obviously, as I mentioned, George Harrison, My Sweet Lord, which was the first number one song of any solo Beatle. Uh, then there was uh, songs like Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. Uh, Put Your Hand in the Hand. Remember that by Ocean? Yeah. Um, Doobie Brothers did Jesus is Just All Right with Me around that time. 71, 72-ish. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar from Murray Head, which was a huge play on Broadway for a long time. And the, that also spawned um, Helen Reddy's I Don't Know How to Love Him. Oh, my gosh. I Remember that song? That, yeah. Day by Day by Godspell. I mean, there was, yeah. there was, a, there was a bunch, bunch of really big hits that were all about Jesus. And it was all in a two-year period. Yeah. And that turned us out from the darkness of all the assassinations and mm. everything else. And it that the last all of straw, that stuff did stop, right? Well, until Reagan uh, in eighty, when they tried to kill him again. But, but I mean, we had one after another in the sixties. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And there was real evil. Yeah. In the nineteen sixties, not to say that you know all evil went away. It didn't. But America you know, uh, started cleaning out its own house mm-hmm. and, uh, and started looking at, okay, what are we really? And no, we won't put up with Richard Nixon. You know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll clean up all of the garbage because we're better than this. And then that kind of floundered. We, we hired a preacher. Remember that that's, that's Jimmy Carter. We hired a preacher, a pastor to be our, uh, president, the Democrats did. That didn't work out really well. But then you got Ronald Reagan and the moral majority. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. Christian coffee houses have opened in many cities, signaling their faith even in their names. The wayward in Greenwich Village. Yeah. The catacombs wow. in Seattle. I am in Spokane. A strip joint has been converted to a Christian nightclub in San Antonio. Communal Christian houses are multiplying like loaves and fishes for youngsters hungry for homes. Many reaching out to the troubled with around the clock telephone hotlines. Bibles now abound, whether the cherished fur-covered King James Version or the scruffy back-pocketed paperbacks, they are invariably well-thumbed and often memorized. It's like a glacier, says Jesus rock singer Larry Norman. It's growing, and there's no stopping it. I think we're at the beginning of this again. You know, this whole Mm. thing has followed, except for assassinations, this whole thing has followed the 1960s pattern. Socialism raised its ugly head just like it did in the 60s. Uh, 
the violence, the violence, the, the violence on the, the protests. Yep. The the really has the, the ugliness of the uh, the Paris communes and the and the Paris riots, mm-hmm. the ugliness all around the globe of communism, the glorification of communism. I mean, it's still happening. We're not at the end yet. But I think that there is there's there's something happening. There's something happening. I hope so. Oh, I, I hope so. You know, and, I've I've talked to so many people, and uh, it used to be just the zealots that would say, "Well, you know, only God will be able to save us." And people would be like, "No, I mean, no, I mean, we can turn this around." It. I'm hearing this from everybody. God mm-hmm. is going to take God to save us from this one, because we're just we're just oh, headed that. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely believe it. Absolutely believe it. Well, that or Beto, and he's gone. <laughs> he's gone now, and I don't know what to do. Good yeah. thing we have Elon Omar. Can we play the audio of Elon Omar? She wants us to fight against uh, Western imperialism. Here she is. <laughs> I am beyond honored and excited for a president who will fight against Western imperialism and fight for a just world. Wow. That's her at a Bernie rally. Wow, what idiocy of the of the crowd. Yeah, Western imperialism. Yeah, let's fight against that. Uh, that's you. you. You know that, that's right? You. That's you. <laughs> it's you you're cheering yeah, against. Right. Uh, so. It's like, come take this away. Yay. Yeah, I don't want my house anymore. Yeah. Now here's Kamala also uh, mm. this weekend. Here's Kamala Harris talking about what I describe and what I believe to be the elephant in the room about my campaign. What is that? Electability. What do you mean? Electability. You know, essentially, is America ready for a woman and a woman of color to be president of the United States? America was ready for a black man to be president of the United States. And this conversation happened for him. There is a lack of ability or a a difficulty in imagining that someone who we have never seen can do a job mm. that has been done, you know, 45 times by someone who is not that person. No, please. So it's not about her. It's not about her likability or electability. It's about the fact that she's black. She's a this black is woman. The most, pathetic. I'm so sick of, pathetic. I'm just sick of this stuff because that's not who America is. Yeah. Let, let, I mean, really, if that's true, how come everybody says, Oprah or Michelle, uh, Michelle Obama. Obama would would be a cakewalk. They'd win. If that's true, Kamala, how come the two people that everybody mm-hmm. in your party is screaming for are both black women? Michelle Obama has a 73% approval rating. Last I checked, the country wasn't 73% black. So somebody else is supporting Michelle Obama. I, I'm just, I'm just, it's tiresome. Oh, it's so tiresome because I really, I really, truly don't believe that of America. No, just don't believe it. I would believe that America, 1968, maybe even 1980 women, maybe, maybe with Geraldine Ferraro, maybe, I don't think so. I think if Mondale wouldn't have been Mondale, she could have won. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think it was a voting. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anybody go, oh, my gosh. I'm well, not voting for a not woman. voting for her. She's on the ticket. I don't remember anyone saying that when no. Geraldine Ferraro. And I didn't, I didn't hear anyone say that about Hillary Clinton. Now, she's not black, but she is a woman. Mm. I mean, she might have decided else, you know, something else. I don't know. <laughs> but I didn't hear anybody say that it, well, I can't vote for her because she's a woman. I would have voted for Condoleezza Rice in the day. Yeah. With better policies, I would <laughs> vote for yeah. Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would vote for, you know, but she's a white woman, but I'd, I'd vote for Nikki Haley. I'd vote for Nikki Haley in a heartbeat. So it's it's not about your gender, which, by the way, doesn't have anything to do with sex as we all know. It doesn't have anything to do with what genitalia you have. It's all your state of mind. Well, women. If you identify as a woman, yes, you are a woman. Well, but if you women ad- can if- have babies and so can men. So what are you saying? <laughs> yes, we just uh, we we just recently heard that. Do we have? We did. Do we have? Mm-hmm. Uh, do we hear? Do we have uh, Dennis Prager on racism? Listen to this from Dennis Prager. All right. Uh, this is first from of all, Donald Trump. Real time with Trump. Bill Maher. Donald Trump is not right wing or or conservative. Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Okay. The left what wing. Does that mean, the left wing. I'll tell you what it means. I'll tell you what it means. It means nothing. The left wing is infinitely larger than one person. I don't yes. choose one left wing person who tells a lie. The left wing says, "I'll give you gigantic lies that the United States is a racist country." This this is a lie. Wow. This is a gargantuan lie. This is the mm, least wait. racist, multicultural, multi ethnic country in the history of the world. Right. That these people believe it is proof to me but, about how effective lying but, but you, can be. You would, uh, this, this is an unbelievably okay. non racist country. Have you people been to Asia? Do you people okay. know that so the Japanese yes. did not allow one Vietnamese boat person into Japan okay. because they're not Japanese? But we're not, we allowed them into America. What, what, what is that? We're That's better, than, giant, the, no, we're we're better a, than the Japanese. No, we're That's better than everyone. Dumb argument we is are less that. racist than any country with many races. Okay. The, the it is a, it is a lie. But we could still have, have some racism. Have ever been of course there's racism. I'm a oh, Jew. Okay. There are anti-Semites in America. It is a giant lie that America is anti-Semitic. I taught Jewish history right. at Brooklyn College. Okay. I know it. I wrote okay. two books on Judaism. Yes. This is the least anti-Semitic country Jews have ever lived in. To say America okay. is anti-Semitic is right. a lie. To say it is racist is a lie. Okay. These well, are giant left-wing lies. Well, That's great. He's exactly right. He's exactly right. And the uh, indoctrination of the crowd is just... <laughs> well, no, no. Play that again. I believe that was the audience wrangler. Listen how loud one set of hands is. Listen, play it again, please. Uh, First of all, Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not right wing or or conservative. Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Okay. The left wing. What does that mean? The left wing. I'll tell you what it means. I'll tell you what it means. It means nothing. The left wing is infinitely larger than one person. I don't choose one left wing person who tells a lie. The left wing says, I'll give you gigantic lies that the United States is a racist country. This this is a lie. This is a gargantuan Don't lie. This is the least that was race- one person very close to the microphones. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounded to me like the audience wrangler trying to get people. Yes. And nobody really followed. 
I don't think that was even the crowd. I even think Bill Maher's crowd went, yeah, no, that's, that's not true. You think? Yeah. Because his statement was, his statement was that it was the biggest lie that we're racist. So the clapping started that it was a lie that we're racist. Yeah, we're not. I, and then it stopped suddenly. Oh, <laughs> play it again. Play it All again right. right before. That the United States is a racist country. This this is a lie. No, this, this is, is a lie. No, no, no. But he sta- play it again from okay. that same place. He <laughs> says that this is a United States is a racist country. Yes, that the United States is a racist country. This this is a lie. But this I think his, that statement was it's a lie that the United States is a racist country. After they started after they started clapping, I think did he or what, did he say it both times? Okay, this is really not worth <laughs> spending this not. much time on. Let's just, it's really whatever. There's some amazing things uh, coming up yet uh, today. Nancy Pelosi is worried. Nancy Pelosi is worried that the candidates on uh, the left that are running for the presidency are on the wrong track. And she's saying it out loud. Also, Hillary and Joe Biden dead heat in a matchup. Um, now let's see what what happens when they uh, go head to head with Donald Trump. Would it be a replay of the last election or has anything changed? Also, Matt Bevan, governor of Kentucky, coming up next. You're listening to Glenn Beck.